Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio. Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com, and get the books. Go to sarcasticbigbook.com or just go to Amazon. And as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here. grateful i have no desire to drink today i do have a piping hot cup of french rose coffee from trader joe's mixed with some don francisco's hazelnut it is delicious it's a new batch freshly mixed i'm in there with a whisk like a barista acting like i'm doing something really fancy but i'm just dumping a can of Hawaiian hazelnut into a big plastic tub, mixing it with (laughs) Trader Joe's coffee. But I feel like a barista. But, you know, feelings aren't facts all the time. So anyways, in a really, really good mood today. I have to let you know that because I just don't know what I'm going to do today. I'm just... I feel very alcoholic today. Just kidding. Just very, very happy. Love my life. I love my life right now. I'm no longer waiting for something good to happen. I feel as if the good is right now. Wasn't it such a great meeting the other day? And the leader said, you know, if you, I mean, the leader was a full-blown miracle. You know, there's a lot of those in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm one. I have friends who are full-blown miracles. People didn't know them before. Don't get it. The power of God is just so intense. It's so, um, I don't know. We always try to find words for it, but there there are none. Anyways, this leader was just going on 
she was saying that, you know, she's talking about her past and to see her now is like, you know, she had very Dolly Parton energy. I mean, she was very, she wouldn't stop smiling. It was sincere. You could feel it. You could see it. And she was talking about her life and saying, you know, if you're new, you're not too sick for this to work. And I just loved that so much. And it made me think about how sick I felt. And when I got sober, I had these just insane mood swings. I had no attention span. I was afraid of everything. Didn't think I was, but. But I was. Tons of anxiety. Afraid to speak. Afraid to be in public. Afraid to interact with people. I felt amazing. And then I felt terrible. And I felt... I was just... And um, I think I've shared about it on here before. If I had been diagnosed... If I had seen a doctor, I'm sure I would, would have been diagnosed with all kinds of stuff. And probably a lot of it would have been... BS. I don't know. Just speculating. I definitely would have been diagnosed with like, for example, you know, ADHD or whatever. I don't have that. But I would have been diagnosed with that, but I don't have that. I was undisciplined, self-centered, overly sensitive, unfocused, unprincipled, irresponsible, lazy. And that's why I I probably look like I had that. But steps have really changed everything about how I think. And it's pretty amazing. So I do feel like one of the tremendous differences in how I used to feel and think and what I used to believe. And now is that I'm not waiting for something good to happen. The good has happened and I'm finding it. I'm not waiting for it. It's here. Now my focus is on finding it. Right now. I want to read something from the big book, and then I'm going to read Emmett Fox. I'm going to read one sentence, actually two sentences from the big book, and I'm going to read from around the year with Emmett Fox. So I'm going to read two sentences from page 86. And this is in the last paragraph on the page. 
about halfway through it. And this is talking about somebody who was on step 11. I always feel kind of funny saying that because you never, it sounds when I say that like it's something you start and finish, but it's like 10 and 12 and three for, you know, it's like the beginning of a lifetime ongoing practice. But anyways, here it is. It says we relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. All right. Now I'm going to read from around the year with Emmett Fox. I'm going to read yesterday's November 25th. Lean back on life. Mental relaxation is just as important as right mental activity. Wise relaxation and wise activity are the balanced poles of all true action. Many people are constantly subjecting their minds to totally unnecessary wear and tear. We speak colloquially of taking the train somewhere, Actually, many people who ride in trains do take the train mentally the whole journey. Many years ago, I noticed that when a train arrives in the terminal after a long run, the locomotive men always seem to come off the train fresher than most of the passengers, although they have been working and the passengers have not. The explanation is that for the engineer and fireman, it was only a routine day's work. They did not, quote, take the train, end quote, mentally. They let the engine do it. I love that. Back to the top of that. Wise relaxation and wise activity are the balanced poles of all true action. In my own life, I'll talk about what that means. Wise relaxation doesn't mean like avoiding responsibility, procrastinating, being lazy. That, in my experience, is very unwise relaxation, and it only breeds anxiety and mental anguish. I'll talk about what I think wise relaxation is in a second. It says, wise relaxation and wise activity are the balanced poles of all true action. Wise activity for me. is not just going, 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 going. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to accomplish that. I got to accomplish this. Because that does the same thing as unwise relaxation. It just breeds anxiety and mental anguish. So for me, what I learned 
is a result of trying to practice what's in that big book. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while, says on page 86. What I've learned is that I have time designated to both of these things, to relaxing and to being very specific with my activity. I do a lot of things. I get a lot of things accomplished. I have lists. I have in front of me things I want to accomplish today and this week. Off to the side here, I have things I want to accomplish by the end of the year. And I have things that I want to accomplish next year. And so I allocate a certain amount of time to do things, to move towards those goals. And just as important, though, wait a minute. For example, I run five days a week. I record three podcasts. I make memes. I am working on a book, actually working on two books. I draw. I put on comedy shows. I'm planning a art event. I sponsor people. I do some counseling. I have a lot of responsibilities that I take care of in my home. And in my home life. All these things are important. That to me is wise activity. And just as important is the time I have designated to wise relaxation. Time I specifically set aside to do nothing. Except interact with friends. Listen to music. Play the guitar. Blast Judas Priest. Um, you know, watch things from time to time. I don't really watch that many things, but. And it makes that time so much more. Um, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Makes it so much more relaxing. Because while I'm doing that, that's the scene I'm filming. My friend Dave likes to talk about where we're actors and God's a director. That's the scene I'm deliberately filming. I'm deliberately filming scenes there where I'm not doing some kind of busy activity. It's very deliberate. Turn that part of my brain off so I can actually be present. And it makes my relaxing times infinitely more relaxing. And then when I'm doing those other things, when I'm deliberately filming those scenes, they're very focused. And so they're very 
constructive and valuable and therefore wise. That to me is letting the engine take the train ride. Hope that makes sense. Do you hear the birds out there? So you've heard me talk about the problems we've had with squirrels. We have these squirrel, squirrely and rascal. And they're real sons of bitches. Really smart. Ultimately cute, but really, really sons of bitches. And so they just kept, they would just find a way to eat the bird food. Like no matter what I did, they found a way. So I went back to this bird store and I said, look, I've got this big problem. I mean, they've eaten the screen door. They've, I mean, just, we've got a problem. We want the birds here, but we just don't want the squirrels around. So we got, so they said, you know, Birds don't have heat receptors. So try this food. It's like it's like cayenne pepper, bird food. It's like really hot. Well, squirrels are gone, and the birds love it. It's pretty rad. Anyways, um, my agent's standing over there, staring at me, pointing at their watch. On the other hand, they're holding up a, like a tiger print something. I don't know. I can't tell what it is. If it's a like, loincloth and they have like a little bottle of baby oil. I got to go. <laughs> Before I do, I really appreciate the, the letters, the emails, the messages that I've gotten from you over the holidays. They mean a lot to me. If you want to write sarcasticbigbook at Gmail, message me on Instagram, sarcastic.a.book. And uh, go to the websites, recoveryradiocamp3.com, where you can get your mugs and all kinds of other crap. And if you want to get the books, go to Amazon. And um, if this podcast is helping you, please pass along. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mallory. I want to give a shout out to Wes. Granger, Christy. I want to give a shout out to Rowan. I want to give a shout out to Richard, Katie, and Dave. And always a special shout out to Chelsea up there in Canada. And if anybody needs to hear it, I will say everything is okay. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go. Try to live a life that's worth saving.